0: And it's almost like weed smokers, right? That just, they just sit on the couch and and smoke weed and they work a little bit and they have Cheetos and stuff. Like, it's kind of that equivalent for kids because you come off of this high of the technology, right? And then you get like super um, edgy and like, you know, mom asks them to clean up the room and they're like, you know, yelling and, you know, whatever it is, this misbehavior because your brain is like, hooked it's hooked Mm. instead of on a drug it's hooked i mean the phone the tech is a drug like it's you're getting highs from this thing Mm. welcome back to the donkey and the bee where men are jackasses and women are biatches where we work together to build an extraordinary life
1: tune in to up your game in your marriage entrepreneurship and finances Welcome back to The Donkey in the V with your hosts Brett and Laura Cavis. I'm the Bee, he's the Donkey. we got the Donkey and the V here today where we talk about all things marriage, entrepreneurship, and finances, and also talk about parenting as well, which I guess kind of goes along the lines of marriage. Mm-hmm. That's it. it. So we are talking about a topic that is very near and dear to our hearts, something that we're very passionate about. And we are talking about screen time for our kids today.
0: Yep. So... What do you think the average screen time is for a kid?
1: Before I knew the answer, I thought it was maybe two and a half hours a day.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think when I was a kid, you know, my parents were at work, so I'd get home from school. I'd get at least three hours of, of TV, right, if I wasn't playing with my friends. I was instead
1: of a Sega Genesis. Is but, that technically screen time?
0: Yeah, back yeah, then. Okay, right? Right. So, yeah, I'm, you know, probably... Four hours is kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I still think that's really high. high. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But what is the actual answer? It's seven hours and twenty-two minutes. That's the average. Meaning there's there's plenty of people who are way above that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Like, holy cow. It's almost half of your waking day. Yep. Forty, and 43% to
1: to of your waking day yeah. is in front of a screen. Right?
0: Yeah. But if they still had to go to school for that, that literally means either at school they're watching their phone or before school, they're watching their phone or the whole time they get home is like screen time and mm-hmm. parents are doing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to break down today. Parents need to step it up. They need to regulate. They are missing the fact that there's a direct correlation between bad behavior, where our culture is going. They're not protecting their children from what is out there And then on the total opposite side, their kids are unproductive, right? They are not encouraging them to grow in other areas of life, be it sports or young entrepreneurship or relationships or other things like that. And realistically, I think it is the parent's obligation and duty to teach their children to be good adults, not just to get through life. And I think most parents are just trying to get through life. They don't have their own crap together, let alone trying to manage their children,
1: yeah, I think we experienced the this firsthand because we have two daughters. They're nine and 12. And they got iPads because they have a business. That was the main reason why. It was a tool for their business. And so they got that because they were running, um, they have Square on their iPad and so they're they're running transactions. And so then they were also playing with it when they weren't working. And so we put a time limit on that. But what we found was that after they were on the ipad and they like you know they're maybe they're upstairs on the, in the room on the ipad on like i don't know youtube or something youtube kids and they'd come down and they were in like a funk there was a mm-hmm. an attitude there was kind of a lackluster to, to do anything they just wanted to come back down and sit on the couch and just like kind of you know have a little bit of attitude when you ask them to do something and so we noticed that and it was a pattern it was after every time they would watch their ipad there was something like an attitude like that and so after that, we kiboshed it. We put, we like laid the law down and was like, "Hey, we're gonna put a time limit on this thing, and you know, we're putting a password on our TV, and we're we're setting limits for these things." And did they like it? No, of course not. They think that we're very strict, and that's great. I love that because we had their best interests in mind. We aren't doing this to have control. We're doing this because we know that these things are not helping them grow and develop in the way. To become a contributing member of society when they're adults.
0: Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, we had grandparents come and visit and stay with us. And it's almost the exact same effect mm-hmm. when you go off, you send your kids to the grandparents and they do this bullshit about spoiling them and sending them lots of sugar and crap like that. And you get them back and you're like, my kids are running amok, right? These aren't mm-hmm. the same children. It's yeah. kind of that same effect. They come off of the TV or the screen time. And their brain is like kind of fried and wired and they have like super big attitude issues and they're lazy and they don't want to do anything. They're not part of the family. They're just like an anchor in mm-hmm. the family, just dragging everyone down, not carrying their own weight. And um, so I, it was kind of funny because as our daughters were very young, you send off the grandparents, there's a schedule, a sleep schedule, eat schedule and all that kind of stuff, right? And grandparents didn't follow it. we oh, we're the grandparents. We get to have fun and spoil them. Nonetheless, you get them back and you're like, dang it, it's like a whole nother day to train the kids back into a system and routine and schedule. And so you do that when they're young, right? When when they're, you know, two to three years old and then you kind of let that whole routine schedule kind of protection thing go from your your kids as they get into, you know, younger and preteen ages and the principle, I think, is exactly the same. It's less protecting them from grandparents as they get older. It's more of <laughs> protecting them from the screen time, yeah, right? Exactly. And then the other influences, the outside factors that are there that are teaching them all sorts of stuff that, you know, it's, it's fine for them to see, just not at this stage of life. Mm-hmm. At, at five to eight years old, you don't need to be seeing all the stuff that's on YouTube and TikTok,
1: Exactly. right?
0: That's not age-appropriate. And then as they get older into preteens, they don't need to have access to porn and all these other things. And especially going over to their friend's house and when their friends, they don't have restrictions on their phone and they can pull up anything in the whole universe on their phone. We don't need those things, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to insulate and protect my kids till there is an age appropriate um, amount of, of things that they can bring in. Kind of just one thing at a time instead of having them have this device that literally has access to everything Everything that's, that's dark and evil out there in the world, they can pull up on their phone and be like, oh my gosh, like, look at this. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting jaded at a young age. You start thinking that these things, they may be extreme or atrocious, are more normal because you see it on social media or you see it somewhere, right? Like, that's not what I want my kids experiencing. I'm initially trying to protect them and ultimately set a foundation for what we think are our core values in our family. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I have no issue with them growing and experiencing life on their own and challenging what we've taught them. Kind of one thing at a time, but in an age-appropriate environment. Definitely not at eight to 10 years old. That's not even close, right? As you get into junior high and things like that, you should experience new ideas. You should see, hey, you know, here's what mom and dad say and do and have taught me. But you know what? There's plenty of other ideas out there. And I think that I want to encourage that but in a limited fact, fashion, kind of one thing at a time, and it, as they have, as we have built a foundation in them first so that they can say, okay, here's what I believe. Now let me see if that is really what I believe for myself, right? Here's mom and dad taught me what to believe. Now do I wanna go and, and continue with these things? But not starting at such a young age when they're like putty in your hands, when social media and the phone and, and your your neighbor kids and all these kinds of stuff can just kind of shape and warp your mind into like, here's a lot of dark things that are out there and you you think it's normal too early in life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talk a lot about the, you know, the iPad or the phone being a tool and it really is. It's like, it's like money. How I think of it is like money and yeah, money is a tool. You can use it for good or you can use it for bad. Um, and so I, I think of it as when you give this to a kid, they're not using it as a tool. They're not using it to learn something new. They're not using it to maybe research things. They're using it to watch other people open up things or <laughs> watch other kids try on clothes or whatever it may be, yeah. right? It's I mean, like, entertainment. I feel like it's more entertainment and I think that it can slowly creep over to quote unquote like the dark side, what you mentioned. And at that point, I think it's no longer a tool. Then I also think it's like a weapon. And so instead of handing your five-year-old an iPhone, I feel like you're literally like and this may be extreme, but you're kind of handing them a gun. Like it's it's a weapon, and I don't think it's something that is helping them develop and grow as an adult at that age. I think mm-hmm. when they're a little bit older, a little more mature, it's a different story.
0: Well, to build on that, it's you use this analogy of a weapon or a gun, right? Like that's that's something that causes violence externally to someone mm. else. But I think it is very much like that, except it causes violence or uh, internally, like mm-hmm. on your own brain. It literally changes the pattern of your brain and creates lazy kids, um, entitled kids, bratty kids. And it's almost like this, <laughs> you think of like young people or young adults or, or people who like they fit into that that idea of, you know, like weed smokers, right? That just yeah. They just sit on the couch and and smoke weed and they work a little bit and they have Cheetos and stuff like it's kind of that equivalent for kids because you come off of this high of the technology. Right. And then you get like super um, edgy and like, you know, mom asks them to clean up the room and they're like, you know, yelling and, you know, whatever it is, this misbehavior, because your brain is like hooked it's Mm -hmm. hooked instead of on a drug it's hooked i mean the phone the tech is a drug like it's you're getting highs from this thing Mm -hmm. and you really i think as a parent need to limit those things so for us i mean we put a 45 minute time limit on their ipad they can go on for 45 minutes a day and there's there's they can't go on before 9 a.m and they can't go on past 8 p.m it automatically shuts down Mm -hmm. right in addition to that like there's very very strict on here's the apps Same with the friends. Like you have to be an approved contact that we have to approve on you before you can text, right? They can text family 24-7 if there's an emergency. But nonetheless, like we are very much trying to restrict and insulate that because we're trying to protect their brain to not have these uh, artificial highs. We want them to live in real life, not in Mm -hmm. this, you know, phone tech life. Mm -hmm. So we do also similar,
1: I guess, quote-unquote, passcodes for our TVs. So our TVs have a passcode. You cannot get on any app on the TV unless you have the passcode. And so uh, they're not able to go on on their own accord, which they really love. They really love that. I'm totally joking. They think it's ridiculous. But we think it's for their safety and their benefit. And so if they want to watch a movie or something, then we open it up, put the passcode in, and then they're able to watch whatever they want after that. Um, But we are monitoring it. Same thing with our, our computers. So we have various computers and laptops throughout the home. Same thing. We have passcodes on those so they just can't hop on it and start you know, cruising the Internet at their leisure. It's something that they have to ask first if they want to you know, look up something or look into something, research it. Totally fine. They can do that, but we need to make sure we open it and that we're kind of overseeing that. So those are things that we also take precautions on because – there's some dark things on the internet, dark things, even on Netflix and YouTube, all of these things. And so uh, just overseeing that as a parent, I think is a role that that should be taken seriously as a parent. And I think I've seen a lot of parents just kind of get lackluster on this because they're stressed out from their day and they come home and they're just like, whatever, watch whatever you want, you know, be quiet in your room, go watch your iPad uh, or go upstairs and watch TV. And I think that we take a different approach. Like, yes, we're working hard during the day. And yes, we're tired. But I think that we take their, their mind very serious. And so we want to make sure that we are protecting that as much as possible.
0: Yeah. So I'm not saying that you should never give your kids a phone. I, I'm saying that phones are tools or weapons, right? And it should be age appropriate. So sometimes you just need to get a hold of your kids. And I have no issues. Right now, our kids have no phones at all. Um, we can't get a hold of them when they're at school. We don't really need to. They're at school. They Mm -hmm. get picked up at a certain time, right? When they go play with their neighbors, they're next door. We know where they're at. It's just like when we were kids, right? Like Mm -hmm. streetlights came on, you came home. So I don't really think our kids need a phone. But if there are circumstances that they do as they get older and they start going, you know, somewhere they get a driver's license, for sure, we'll get them a phone. But we're not going to get them a phone with internet. There's the distinction there, right? I still do not think that I want them to have full access to the whole universe of whatever's on the web at 16 years old. So I have no issue getting the phone at an age appropriate time, but it's gonna do calls and it's gonna do text. Mm -hmm. And then I'm probably still going to regulate the contacts on that. So they can't just be texting all night long with their girlfriends staying up Mm -hmm. and and not sleeping on a school night.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm kind of going back a little bit, but I wanted to say this. I think that a lot of times parents are like oh well my kids will be so happy if they get a phone and you know I want to make my kids happy I don't think a phone makes you happy because I think again going back to it being more of a weapon than anything I think what really makes an individual a kid teenager adult an individual happy is pushing yourself to like your next limit learning new things trying new things contributing to society volunteering it's action Right. And so Mm, growth. Exactly. Growth. And so I think that most parents don't see it that way. But I think that's really what it is. If I'm not growing or learning something new, I don't I'm not happy. Like I get like a little depressed. And so I think it's the same for younger adults or teenagers that if they're just sitting there watching other people doing amazing things, then it's the comparison game. Right. And then that's where I think a lot of times kids do get into deep depression because of social media and so um that's another reason why we we encourage our girls to have a business because they are working towards something they're purchasing real estate they're they're growing and so i think because of that they have a happiness outside of social media because they're growing and developing as adults
0: yeah well really they don't even know what's what's on the social media right Mm -hmm. i mean i know that they they get out of school and we pick them up at like 3.15. They're waiting in like the little line next to all the other kids. And I mean, our daughter tells us, hey, all the kids, right? Everyone has a phone. Mm -hmm. They're all 10, 12 years old. They all have phones. They're all pulling out TikTok Mm -hmm. and looking at this stuff. So she says she sees it, right? And she goes to play with the neighbors. They see Mm -hmm. all this stuff. But nonetheless, like I'm not going to allow that in my home. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a parent's responsibility not to. So we talked about this idea of protection. And I think that's really really important as a parent's role. The other idea is the the you kind of hit on it productivity and growth, right? Like so our daughters they started their own business young at 4 and 6 years old. They've been doing it for like almost 5 years now, have bought rental properties, they're growing and they're able to do things that adults can do. And so when you see or I mean we'll hear feedback like when we're near them and they're running their business like, "Oh, these kids must you know, work 24 seven, right? Like parents are like, how do you, how do you do that? You must have them working all the time, right? Like honestly, legitimately, like they, they don't spend a lot of time on their business. They probably spend 30 minutes to an hour a day, unless they're getting ready for a big event and they spend a couple hours um, in the weeks leading up to it. But come from this perspective, the productivity, the amount of time that they have, they have such an abundance of time. And it goes back to, there's no screen time. Mm. If the average, kid spends seven hours on the phone in front of screen time they're they're limited to 45 minutes mm-hmm. right they get home from school they they bang out their homework then they bang out their their uh, business stuff and that's you know that right there those two items an hour to an hour and a half then they go do sports they go play with their friends in the neighborhood they go ride bikes they do whatever they want to do they still have so much time the 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 Core of this is that you are limiting the three, four, seven hours a day of screen time. And now look what the opportunity you have to teach your kids, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're literally teaching them real life skills. We're teaching them business and then we're teaching them investing. They're buying rental properties. We're taking them and showing them, here's how you do a rehab. Here's how you create cash flow, And they have the bandwidth to be able to do all these things. One, because their brain is not all like social media kind of like lazy. And then the other part of this, because they have an abundance of time now after we pulled out this time sucker of a screen time.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, also creating good habits, I think is also important to note, is if your kid is watching TV and iPad and phones for seven hours a day, what do you think is going to happen when they're early 20s and mid 20s and early 30s and, you know, early 40s? It's probably going to be that same habit. It's going to be very habitual. And so we want to encourage positive habits. Getting outside, playing with kids, talking to adults, learning new things. Like it's not just come home, do your homework, stay inside, watch your iPad for the rest of the night. So that's also something we want to instill is the good habits.
0: Yeah. I think to, to kind of wrap this up, the the last thing that I wanted to mention is that, you know, a lot of times there's pressure as a parent to do what all the other parents are doing. Mm-hmm and your kid will come home and say, hey mom, I want a phone, right? Everyone in my class has a phone. I'm the only person that doesn't have a phone. Our daughters have said that. They're literally the only person that doesn't have a phone. And that is crazy to me Mm -hmm. that these other parents are, in my opinion, screwing it up. Mm -hmm. So I don't care. I tell my daughters flat out, I don't care what other parents do. I don't care what your friends have. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna compare myself to those other parents. I'm going to do what I think is best for you. I'm gonna protect you. And then we're going to transition as you mature and you grow. We will have more freedom for you, but it needs to be age appropriate. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's something that is also felt by moms too, uh, specifically toward like makeup or whatever else, right? That, oh, all the other kids are doing it. And and my viewpoint is like, if all the other kids are doing it, then I don't want you to do it. (laughs) That's kind of how I see it as a parent. So it actually gets me, it gets me kind of excited when I know that like we're the only parents that are not letting them have a phone. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Like we're standing out. Like, I love it. We're, we're above approach. We're above the crowd. Like, I love it. Yeah, I love We're not that. following the sheep. We're not following the sheep. And so that's like, it's not a deterrent or something that I get like insecure about. It's actually like, it pushes me <laughs> like, yes. Like I get like more security in it personally, yeah. maybe because I see it as a positive.
0: Because we're on the road less traveled. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, good. We got to put in this hard work on the front (laughs) side, right? We're trying to raise amazing adults. We're not trying to raise good kids, Mm -hmm. right? Good kids, they follow the rules. That's not really my core focus here. How do I raise amazing adults and allow them to fail and have the sacrifices now on the front side, have the the difficult times now so that they can succeed once they leave our house.
1: Mm -hmm. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Donkey and the Bee. Make sure you click subscribe below and we will see you on the next one.